Welcome to Generation Iron and the Mike O'Hearn Show. I'm excited about this youngster. Um, I'm excited about the Olympia, and this is one of those youngsters that's going to be stepping on stage. He won his pro card on the North American. Um, then he went on to, let's see, the New York Pro, crushed that, went on to the Arnold. And the Arnold's huge to me because it, it just always reminded me of the kid that won the Arnold was a big talk going into the Mr. Olympia. And so Nick Walker went in and won the Arnold Classic. And uh, if they call it that anymore, or they call it something else, it's still the Arnold Classic to me. And now it was getting ready for the Mr. Olympia. Nine weeks away, I guess about eight weeks by the time you guys see this. But I am excited to bring this kid on and talk to him about his lifting, his life, and how he got here. So let's get going. This is the Michael O'Hearn Show. Can we get a bigger camera for you? I, I wish. I'm just kidding, man. You're a freaking monster. <laughs> man. How you feeling today? Did you get your workout in? No, I'm going to work out after this, actually. All right. So let me see if I can't pump you up a little bit, but you don't even need me pumping you up. You're already fired up. Yeah, and the I world is talking old, about you. Huh? The world is talking about you. Yeah, yeah. How you dealing with that? Um, last year, man, it was a lot easier. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but this year, it's you know, it's been a little bit of a mental battle. Um, but I'm 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 doing good now. I'm doing good now. I mean, obviously, uh, most of the stuff I hear is is always great. Uh, yeah, he's he's a beast. He's a monster. He's uh, and, and for me, I'm an old school guy. I'm probably older than your dad and your grandfather combined. So there's there's a uh, an old school mentality that I don't think kids understand today is that even Frank Zane, even these guys that they think didn't lift heavy, lifted heavy and right. were strong. Um, mostly back then because those guys were all uh, – everybody kind of power lifted back in the golden era. Everybody lifted, you know – they weren't lifting to like just the bodies. They wanted to be beasts. Of course. The full course. package and stuff. And so I, I love that you and some other guys that are out there now kind of bringing that old school back, that old school mentality of going in, um, putting the work in with the with the heavy iron. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I was raised, you know, back – I we I mean I use more, I do use machines more so than I did when I was younger. But back when I was younger, it was just all free weight. We didn't really care for machines much. You know, you take a barbell and you do anything you want with it. What was it that started you lifting? Uh, there was there was many factors that played a role. Um, well, the the main one is well the main one was when I was I was molested when I was younger. So growing up. Um, I got into, like I said, I, I explained this before, I got into a lot of fights, became a very angry individual, got into, you know, hard drugs when I was younger. And I knew, again, if, you know, my life kept going down that route, I would probably, you know, not be here or in jail of some sort. Um, so it just, I just had to take a long, hard look in the mirror one day and, you know, I had to make a change. Um, and that's, you know, I started to competing. I mean, I, working out was a way to, to escape everything for me. Um, you know, but that's, that can only go so long, you know, it's, it's only two hours out of your day of a distraction, but you know, the rest of the day, you just, you know, it is what it is. Um, but I knew I, I was hurting, 
many people around me, my family, my friends. And like I said, I just had to take a hard look in the mirror and realize what I was doing was not who I am. And I couldn't let something like that control me and what my and dictate what my future would be. Um, so I decided to, you know, start competing and take down that you know path and see how it went. And, you know, I, I feel like it did me pretty well. How old were you when uh, the the trauma happened? How old were you at that st at that age? I was twelve. <laughs> and and when did when did you? Because I mean, again, you're such a pup at twelve. I mean, to um, I, I don't want to say it, things happen like that. Mostly at that age, and and to think that. Uh, you found something maybe on your own or something to take out aggression or, or to deal with what happened is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think kids understand that today. It's like we, we grew up with incidents like that and to be able to pull yourself out and use the trauma in favor of, of making a better you. That's a huge, if anybody's out there listening to this kind of stuff, what would you say to them? What could Nick say to these kids out there that are dealing with something? Maybe not even as extreme as that, because that's heavy, man. That's yeah. that's that finishes people. You know, well, I, I, did, you know, I've had friends that I know that not the same thing happened, but you know, they've gone through certain traumas in their life and they couldn't snap out of it. And you know, it took them down a very dark path, whether that have been going to prison, you know, or suicide of some sort. And you know, it, it sucks that people feel, you know, like they, they, they can't go to someone for help or they can't find ways to help themselves. And they feel like they hit that low of a point that they feel useless. And it's sad. It, it really is sad. So with the support crew around you, who was that? Who was the support that supported you on this venture of bodybuilding? Um, the, two, the two main people were my mother and father, man. They... <laughs> Since day one, I told them I wanted to compete. Um, my father was on board because he he competed a little bit when he was younger. He was big into the lifting weights and stuff, so he liked it. Um, my my mother wasn't the biggest fan of it when I started. Um, she didn't really understand too much about it, but now you know, as she's seen, you know, I enjoyed what I enjoyed it more. And then I started to win, and then I started to really progress. And the more that happened, the more on board she got, and now. She does interviews every time she's at a show now. She she critiques all the posing. She thinks she's a judge. It, it's funny. It's awesome. That's pretty badass. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome that, you know, I, I'm able to have, you know, parents that support it the way they do. They, they, they have not missed a single show that I've done my entire life. That's that's a cool thing. And yeah. I don't, again, it's the support crew around you, mostly for bodybuilding, because bodybuilding is such a, uh, I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but it's a very selfish kind of time taking thing. And and to have that support crew around you going, I understand the imbalance of balance. Mm -hmm. You're going to get ready for a show. There's going to be a complete imbalance because you have to go beyond what a human can do. Exactly. And, and my, to have the support. stands it to a T now, literally. Like she knows when I'm like now being nine weeks out, she knows like to not really, you know, talk to me as much, you know, <laughs> she knows I like my alone time and to relax. Um, but no, she's, she's great, man. She loves it. Like, I mean, when I used to live at home, she used to like, 
every morning I'd wake her up at like 7 a.m. I'm like, I need to take my pictures. And she'd take my picture. And she would look at them herself and be like, mm, I don't like the way this looks. So we got to redo it. Like, she, she, yeah, she, she, she was very into it. Very into it. Man, I, I'm going to make note of that because I want to circle back around that somebody at your levels taking pictures, taking notes, taking that kind of stuff. Because I think uh, newbies think, ah, oh, that's silly. I know what I'm doing. I know what I look like. Where, no. No. right, right? Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan had a coach. Exactly. I mean, it's like, I don't understand the beginners today or the eating. I, I, a beginner is like 10 years of training for me, in my opinion. Uh, you know, you don't the, really find a lot it. A of the newbies, they, they think they know it all. And they don't need the help. And you don't understand. You know, you could, you may not notice it, but you could look different in just a week. You know, you could look different in two days. Like, you don't notice it until you take a picture and be like, "Oh, shit, I look, I, I look different today." How many times does a mirror lie to you? Every day, <laughs> doesn't it? Man, you know, you think you're looking a certain way. You're looking in yeah. the mirror, going, "Oh, shit, I'm gonna walk." This yep. is this is. And then you see photos and you're like, who is that? Yep. Yep. So what is that to you? What is that? Is that a, I don't know, a realization or just the continuous of I'm still in the process. I'm still working. I need somebody else's voice outside telling me what to step, baby step to do. Yeah. I mean, I've always like, you know, now that me and Matt are back together, you know, I look at myself in the mirror every day pretty much, you know, and I send him the photos and he'll critique it as best as he can. Um, and he'll let me know, like, you look, you look fine. You look good. And, and sometimes in my head, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I don't think I look that good. And he's like, you're fine. Just relax. You're good. <laughs> you know? So sometimes it takes like, you know, having a coach or even, you know, just a friend that's going to be real with you just to tell you like, oh, you're good. Or even if you're not good, you know, like you need someone to be real with you no matter what. They are, they're, they're talking about you in a great light that I see. Um, that just this kid that's focused trains like a savage, a warrior, a barbarian, which I love. Um, and you got uh, vision. You got your clear laser vision on this next nine weeks. Mm -hmm. With you, uh, as you're getting ready for this, how do you keep yourself in check? How do you keep yourself like just focused? Yeah, I guess focus with 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 the noise because that's noise. It is a lot of noise. Um, honestly, I take it all in, but I also I don't want this to sound negative, but I also take it with a grain of salt. You know, I, I enjoy. To me, that sounds smart. I enjoy all the compliments. I enjoy everything, the positivity, but I also know anything can happen when you get on that stage. Anything can happen within the nine weeks of you leading into the stage. So I, I take it, I embrace it, but it doesn't stop me from what i do um and as far as like all the negativity goes i just, just block it all out you know i don't pay attention to none of it i read it i see it all you know i'm not blinded to it you know but why would i let things affect me of the you know people making comments that have no idea who i am as an individual and at the end of the day i also knew coming into this sport it's a very critical sport everyone will criticize you to the fullest you could be perfect, but there will be people that will find something wrong with you no matter what. You could have the perfect physique, and they can be like, oh, well, his nose is crooked. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is what it is. Like, no, there's always going to be something. 
So you just have to be the best you can be, control what you can control, and just let the thing, let the uh, places fall where they fall. If if anybody's listening to this and they go, well, you should just take the compliments and ignore the negative. I I understand society saying that, yeah. But as soon as you start just taking one side and letting it fill your head, um, which isn't a healthy thing because it's it really comes down to you and what you want and what you believe. And take the compliments; they're very kind. But you should never get too high and never get too low from the negative comments. Of course, Absolutely. to really to stay with it because it's uh, end of the day. It's they're nice, but they're as quick as they came, as quick as they leave. Well, it's just like you know, everyone thinks that's another thing. A lot of people think what I've done was an overnight success, right? Yeah. As soon as I became a pro, I won New York. I won the Arnold Top Art Olympia. Sure, you can look at it in that perspective as I became a pro, but people don't know how long it took me to get to where I am today. I started competing when I was 17 years old. I finally turned pro at 25, 26 years old. You know, it took, it was a long journey to finally get there. But when I finally achieved that goal, I was already, I was, I made sure I was a pro caliber ready. So that way it's like, I didn't turn pro and I'm like, I'm gonna take a couple years off like most people do and like, you know, and grow. I was ready. I made sure when I turn pro, I'm ready, and that's that's what I, that's what I did. Well, and you were around what age when you first started lifting? Lifting? Oh, I was uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Okay, so there was a short transition from trauma and, and into finding your uh, meditation. I guess you would say, yeah, in a yeah. sense. Um, and then from that, you trained until you were 17. So they don't even realize there was already four years of yeah, like, good stuff to step on it. Overnight, you know? <laughs> a lot of years of hard work. Even then, like before I, I even competed, even from the age of 13 to 17 when I graduated high school, my mother couldn't believe the, like, the sacrifices I was making for something that I didn't even know was going to be real. Like... I was, I was, you know, as bad as it may sound to some people, I would skip some family events just to work out. I would do this just to, because I knew there was an end goal for me, whether I knew it was going to happen or not. I'm an all-in person. No matter what I do, I go all in. And I knew studying and watching other people that th this is a certain sport that requires a lot more dedication than any other sport does. So I read that and I'm just like, okay, well, I'm going all in with it. And that's just what I did. I love that approach. And I love that you did it at that young age. It's such a, it's a good mindset to have at that young age. Cause you could just do, you know, most kids in their, you know, teens and twenties are playing and having fun and their continuous responses. Well, I'm young. It's, it's supposed to be fun where you're like, Oh, I'll have fun after I create a future for me. That, and you just did in that. My, in my mind, when you're in your early ages, early 20s, this is the time to, build your legacy, build your future. And then when you're, you know, in your thirties, forties, whatever, 50s, whatever it is, that's, that's when you're done. You can relax. Now you have the rest of your life. You have fun too early. Now you're going to be working for the rest of your life. Nobody. You don't ever have to apologize in my opinion to anybody about skipping family events as a teenager or, or in your, even in your twenties, because of the fact that it's like, like Kobe did. It's like, he didn't go to parties. He didn't do that stuff. He set himself up for a future. And again, tomorrow's not promised to anyone, but you're living truly a passionate life on something that you absolutely love. Yeah. And that's really living life then. Yeah. Cause you're not going to nine to five to do something else. You're, you're living a fun life. I'm doing exactly what I dreamed of doing.
the moment I started competing. And and think of the bond that you have now with your folks too, that they go and they support this and they get to see that oh, young kid. After I remember after the Arnold, you know, I won, I, I pulled them on the stage and you know, it was, it was awesome. That's, that's, that's a, I think that's a, that's an incredible transformation from where it could have gone to what it did go to. I don't, I'll, it, I'll say this now, if it wasn't for them, I, I probably wouldn't be where I'm at today for sure. What are they? Uh, what are they doing now to help support you? Because I know that's a huge thing. You can't do this on your own at this level. My mom's just happy she don't have to cook my food anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, well, now that I live in Florida, they're still in Jersey. I, I FaceTime my mom probably every, every single day, once a day, maybe sometimes twice a day, and we just talk. You know, we, we don't. Sometimes we talk about bodybuilding. Sometimes we just talk about how her day was. You know, things like that. My mother's always been the person. It's it's actually um, <laughs> me, me and my mother are the exact same person. We're very stubborn. We're both very hard headed. So one end we can have a very good soothing conversation, and then on the other end we can have a very harsh, uh, stressful conversation that doesn't end well. But she's also the only person that like I could argue with, and then five minutes later we're laughing about something completely off topic. You know, I can you know I can say my mom's probably my best friend at this point. So. I go to her for a lot of things, even though nine times out of 10, I know what I go to her for. I probably won't like the answer, but I still go to her just because I want her opinion. And, and she's always been that one person that always would just shoot me straight, no matter what, whether I'm right, wrong, it, it doesn't matter. She always will shoot me straight. I think that's the best thing to, to have around you, mostly in your corner, just someone that just shoots you straight like that. And that's great that it's, it's your mom. Of course. I agree. Yeah. It's your family. As training is going right now for you, how do you feel this prep is going relative to others? I'll be honest. Um, you know, this one was definitely a rocky start. Um, you know, with a lot of the changes that I had this year that happened to me, um, it was it was mentally it was it was hard. You know, and I felt like I was off to a very slow rocky start. Um, you know, then you know me and Matt linked back up at like twelve weeks out. And now I feel like I'm really rolling now. I feel like we're where we need to be. We're in a good spot for nine weeks out. I don't feel I'm behind. I don't necessarily feel I'm ahead. But I think for nine weeks out, I'm exactly where I need to be. Um, and now my body is really, you know, it's starting to get in a groove. So at this point, my body is just going to take off now. How long How long you been in Florida now? Uh, two, two years, 2020. And you made it through the, uh, the craziness down there? The hurricane? Just everything. This oh, last couple yeah. of years have been absolutely. Well, yeah. So that was so that was funny. So like even when we just had that hurricane hit. Um, so me and Matt, well, that's when we kind of started to reconnect a little bit. And he said, hey, why don't you come down on like Wednesday or something? We'll have a nice talk, whatever, work, work, work our things out. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Um, and <laughs> Fortunately, that was when the hurricane was coming. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I can come, but I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get back. So he just said, stay at the house for a few days, and you know that that that'll be that. So I stayed at his house. You know, we 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 spent a lot of time together within those few days, and we just, you know, it just felt natural, you know, and I felt comfortable. And you know, with a lot of my past traumas, it's you know, unfortunately, some things do carry on to who I am now. Um, and I don't trust people very easily whatsoever. I don't, I don't, I just not who I am. 
And he was probably one of the only people that would came into my life. And when we started working together in 2019, that I just kind of immediately trusted. And I just, I don't do that too often with people. And he knows just, he knows my body to a T. He knows how to keep me calm. He knows, you know, so it was just, it was just natural, you know? That's, it's a good, a good fit to have. Yeah, of course. Somebody you trust fully like that. And, you know, he's a great coach, you know, and, and I, and I'll say this to the end. It's, it doesn't matter who the coach is. It doesn't matter how good they are, right? It doesn't matter if I had Hani coach me or Chad or Chris. If there's no connection there, I don't feel it'll work. It doesn't matter how good of a coach. If you just guys don't mesh too well, nine times out of ten, it's, it's not going to work. So with Matt, he's not only a good coach, but we just have that bond that you just, it just you can't break it. Does he make it fun for you or is it just hard work? Oh, it's fun, you know, especially when we get to the shows, right? You know, the Olympias, the Arnolds, you know, the New York, whatever shows we do. It's it's business, but we, we also, we mess around. We have fun because, you know, we know to a, to a degree the work's done at that point. Like yeah. kind of, you know, whatever whatever he says now, this is the final week, you know, whatever choices Matt makes, you know, that's, that's up to him. But, you know, at that point, it's just we're having fun, we're chilling, we're bonding, training, relaxing. You know, and it's just a good time at that point. I love it. And when you're here's something they're gonna everybody's gonna ask about, um, and I try to explain this too is is the heavy weights is that necessary for you, or can you get what you get because you're strong? You're yeah. a strong boy. Yeah. There's a couple of you guys that are just just. I love watching just because I, I love taking those things for a ride, those big weights. Of course. So is the weights a hiccup for you or a crutch or is it necessary? What's your take on heavy weights? Well, it depends. How, like, are we talking heavy weight for like a set of three reps or a heavy weight for a set of 10 reps? Well, I think, I think you and I will agree that we could do those heavy <laughs> weights for 10, you yeah. know, with so somebody like, else's. <laughs> When I deadlift, competition meat weight we're, we're repping it like last week you know when i ended my hamstring workout with deadlifts and i did you know 495 for 10 i think it's necessary i you know could i have gone lighter and maybe you know got a better contraction or but i contracted enough to where i believe it got the job done and it was and it's just it's just fun it's cool you know <laughs> To end I it, wanted you to say it more than I wanted to say it because I don't think people realize for some of us, uh, we like the competition. We like to do the battle. We like to get in the arena. But there's something about the weights and, and us training a certain way is fun for us. It's not an ego thing. It has nothing to do no, with anybody else. It's just... Like, I don't lift as heavy, like, I'll be honest, I don't lift exactly as heavy as I used to. Like, when I was younger, I'm, I'm talking like I'm young now, but yeah. I was like 24, I'd say, 23. I used to barbell shoulder press, you know, 405 for a set of 8 to 10. I probably, I can't even touch that now because I haven't done it in forever. But there was a time when I inclined dumbbells to 225s for a set of 6. You know, did I really feel it in my chest that I could track? No, I'll be honest. No, I didn't. I was just trying to move that shit from A to B. But it was just fun to do because I could do it, you know? 
And I, but and I also had to learn being a bodybuilder, not so much a powerlifter. It's, you know, you have to be a little smarter, can contract the muscle as hard as you can. So I did have to lower the weight a little bit, but it, it's still the way I do it. I'm sure if you watch me train, it's, it's, it's hard, but it is heavy. It's not light, you know? Don't you think it's important to lift the way you want to lift because it's fun and that's what's going to keep you doing it? Of course. Or like me being me learning how um, how everything just went, how I train and how I had to transition into something a little bit different, just because, like I said, I am a bodybuilder and I had to, you know, get the most out of the muscle I'm hitting. I train that way, but I also like to end the workout with something I thoroughly enjoy. And that's to me, I get the best of both worlds to where I'm doing my job, but I'm also doing something I enjoy at the same time. I call that leash off. <laughs> it's just like my dogs when they want to play or something, and you know, yep. they're, you're, you're pulling them back by their necks because it's, and then yep. just leash off, go to town, hit the exactly. 200s for 20 reps, exactly. whatever it is. Like, like a dumbbell row. You just grip and rip a pair of 200s and just, fuck it, just go have fun. You know, it's okay. Once in a while, it's not going to kill you. You know, I agree. Right now, with it being nine weeks out, I'm uh, I'm not going to assume that you're you're eating high calories. Um, can you talk about your calorie intake right now and how you break up your meals? I don't know. See, I don't know exactly the calories per se, but I'd say carbs right now is probably around 300, 350 for me. I would say um, fats are I'd say around forty to fifty grams a day. And protein, um, it's about two, 224 grams a meal. So I don't know, was that like eight ounces? Is your fats coming from fatty proteins? Uh, I have, so I have three beef meals a day. And two of the other meals have uh, 20 grams of almond butter in it. Nice, nice. Yeah. I love it. So, because you're taking in a, a good amount of protein throughout the day, a good amount of carbs, mostly for nine weeks out. Um, I love that you got that kind of fuel going in the system still. And now, yeah, like I said, now my body's, you know, really starting to just take off now. Because that's the thing, right? When you're in a, a good uh, routine, your sleep's good, your cardio, you're killing it, your training's good, your schedule's where it needs to be, your body will just flourish. And that's, that's what I pride myself on. I have... I, I let nothing take me out of my schedule, no matter what it is. If I have to rearrange a certain meal or like a, a workout for it, that's no big deal. But like the day itself remains the same, no matter what. I will eat at the same time. I go to bed at the same time. I wake up at the same time. Cardio at the same. Everything is the same time, no matter what. A schedule, man. I love that because I'm, I'm. I love that I'm the same way. I like the schedule. Does that help you? And when you go off season. Do you stay on a schedule or do you go, forget it, let's party, let's have fun, let's go I, crazy? Or I'll say I'm more lenient to a degree, but I still maintain a pretty good schedule in the offseason no matter what. You're a pro now, and you're not just a pro. Yeah. You're – And you're, I never miss a meal no matter never. what. Never. I'll stay up till 3 a.m. if I have to. I won't miss a meal. I love that. I love <laughs> they, they They keep thinking it's about the training, I, not well, that, the nutrition. I, 3 a.m., right? And you're tired, and I'm not really that hungry. I'll just drink a shake or something, blend some oats with some protein powder, drink it, and go to bed. But I'll never, never miss a meal, no matter what. Why is that so important to you about missing a meal? Can't you just skip some meals here and there? 
you, you can't honestly i think where i'm at now i probably could and be fine but mentally it, it i just i won't be i won't be happy you know it's just it's part of who i am i have to get that meal in no matter what and that's just i think that's a mental thing some people are okay with missing meals and that's fine but i also feel missing meal takes away from progress and i just i won't let that happen wow that's uh you know, you, you always kind of go into these things as, you know, he's a pro bodybuilder. He's getting ready for this. How did he get there? What was the uh, transition from whatever he did in school to getting on stage? And like you guys say, you know, uh, overnight success, not an overnight success. You know, he was already training for four years before he even got on stage as a 17-year-old. Um, he's a good kid. And, and again, man, props to him talking about the traumas that he's gone through in life. And if you guys are out there, man, uh, you know, my, my trauma is dyslexia and reading, which is a, actually, uh, I think one of the best things that could have happened to me because it, it showed me a path and what the trauma that happened to him is I, I find it, man, irritating is it beyond belief that somebody would do that to somebody's son women children whatever it's just uh it's an ugly thing um but it happens but if you're out there man uh look at him and how he made it through and reach out to him if, if you're dealing with something and you're out there and you're like i have a friend introduce him and, and make him follow and and talk to him maybe i'll guarantee this kid is willing to talk to you guys out there if you're going through some kind of trauma like that and it doesn't need to be the same trauma just any kind of life trauma kids are rough um uh you know life is rough but uh don't give up on it man <laughs> this kid's making a great future for himself and coming off the arnold winning that and walking into this i'm excited to see what he's going to do there and i guarantee he's going to make some noise these these newbies that are coming in there man i'm excited about seeing these guys next to for me to see new blood next to the guys that are winning and, and and crushing it, it's always fun to see those two. And and to me, it's an art piece. So to see this kind of art piece next to last year's winners, man, it's a, it's a fun thing. So Mr. Olympia, this year, be there. I will be there. Titan will be there. Striker will be there. Mona will be there. Um, and we look forward to seeing you guys there. Again, this is the Mike O'Hearn Show on Generation Iron. We are bringing you gold. Gold again. This this is uh, knocked out of the ballpark. We'll be back next week with my boy, Stan Efferding. And we'll be talking about something that I wish you guys would listen to. Joint health. Um, this is one of those big things that I want you guys to be able to make sure that, yes, your body's good and your your levels are good and everything's good, but you got to take care of the bodies because regardless of you guys thinking that, oh, all you have to do is a little TRT or something, it, it's the full body. It's the full body or you're not going to train. But again, Mike O'Hearn, I'll see you guys next week. Have a great day.